I miscounted my shirts. So, <laughs> but I'm bringing I'm bringing more than three t-shirts. I just want to say that. You're listening to Take Off to Travel, a weekly dive into the travels of your hosts, Colin and Olivia. We're going on a world trip for 13 months with just $25,000 each. Each week, you'll hear our tales, tips, and tricks as we explore the world. Hello, and welcome to the third episode of Take Off to Travel. I'm your host, Olivia. And I'm Colin. Today, we're going to be talking about all things packing, everything from the specific luggage that we're bringing along with us to our decisions about what we're going to sell, keep, what we're bringing, what we're not bringing, and so much more. I think to get us started, maybe let's talk through the actual luggage that we're bringing. Like what, what tangible items are we bringing with us? Yeah, I think this is going to put perspective into how little we're actually bringing on this trip. I think people have an idea of, of certain things about traveling the world that we are going to shatter a little bit here. So for clothes, I am bringing three t-shirts, a a collared shirt, three shorts, one one pair of khaki shorts, a pair of jeans, one pair of sweatpants, uh, underwear and socks to get us through the week, my tennis shoes, warm jacket and a raincoat, a hat and a swimsuit. That's it? That's all I'm bringing for clothes. For uh, toiletries, toothbrush, deodorant, our malaria vaccination pills, toothpaste, if I didn't say it. Yeah, that's it. That's it for toiletries. Just throwing them in a bag with it. Uh, for electronics, we're bringing outlet adapters, a laptop and charger so we can continue to record the podcast and, and edit it. We're both bringing wired headphones. And then I'm bringing wireless headphones to for the plane to listen to, to movies or music or something. And then my phone charger. And that's all I'm bringing. So what are you putting all of that in? Uh, we have a travel-sized suitcase. It has, it's actually cool. It has a, like a TSA lock on it uh, and all four wheels. So it's, you can kind of stand it up. You don't have to pull it along with you. You can just have it by your side as you walk. One of those cool travel cases. But it's a hard case to, to protect anything in there that we need. It's called the Cool Life Luggage Expandable, and we bought the 20-inch carry-on, which is pretty small, but I will say for a carry-on, I feel like we can fit a lot more than a lot of other ones can because there's all these compartments inside of it. There's zippers to zip off one half. There's a mesh thing that holds the other side down, and there's a little zipper pocket that's pretty small that is where you put your toiletries. And I think for a carry-on, it's pretty well suited to what we need. I miscounted my shirts. So. <laughs> but I'm bringing, I'm bringing more than three t-shirts. I just want to say that. <laughs> what are you bringing? So my list, I had a little bit of a harder time deciding what to bring. Because not to say that Colin doesn't have style. He definitely does. But I care way more about my outfits than he does. So figuring out how to narrow down a year's worth of outfits into a carry-on size space was extremely difficult for me. And one thing that I, I think we mentioned maybe a few episodes ago is that we're timing this so that the climate is going to be roughly the same everywhere we go. It's always going to be, hopefully, knock on wood, somewhere warm. And so thankfully for me, once I realized that I was basically going to be recycling seven outfits 
that all work in the summer, that made it a lot easier because tank tops are really small and I'll be able to bring more shirts than Conwell just by nature of the fact that my tank tops are so small. To start us off, um, both of us have our backpacks and our carry-on and uh, I'm sure we can talk about our backpacks a little bit later, but I've also got a theft-proof purse that I'm gonna also use as a camera bag because it's big enough to fit that. And then we were originally gonna bring like packing cubes and TSA locks, but again, carry-ons are small, just did not fit. Obviously we're gonna have things like our passports and our international driver's licenses and masks, but where I think that I had a harder time was in electronics because I just feel like I have a lot and I didn't think I had that many, but like looking at this list, it's a lot. Um, obviously I will be bringing a Kindle because I'm a big reader and with my library card, I'll be able to download books from my local library for free anywhere in the world, which will be really awesome. We're also bringing an external hard drive for our computers so that we can store additional podcasts or pictures or whatever. We're also bringing outlet converters and outlet extenders. And I think it's important to note that we are not bringing the kind of outlet adapters that actually change the voltage. All of ours only convert the actual shape of the plug. So a lot of people may not know that a lot of other countries use the, I think it's 240 volts as opposed to the 120 volts. And so if you plug something in that's not intended for that level of voltage, it can melt, whatever it is. I actually had one of my friends melt a hair straightener when we were in Germany one time. So we are not bringing any adapters. We are only bringing converters that'll actually change the plug so we can plug stuff in. We're also bringing, like he said, wired headphones and wireless headphones. I'm also bringing a DSLR camera. Obviously, we're bringing basic stuff like a laptop and a mouse. We were initially hoping to bring the Switch. That's not going to happen. We were also hoping to bring a projector based on weight. That's not going to happen. We also have a portable charger that I'm hoping we can somehow squeak in there. And then normal thing, normal chargers like phone, watch, computer, headphones, yada, yada, yada. In terms of toiletries, this is another area that I had a tough time with because I love my beauty products and it was very hard for me to come to terms with the fact that I just can't bring everything that I want to. So we ended up deciding that I'm bringing a shampoo and conditioner bar because those won't leak and then basic, basic stuff. I'm bringing some Aquaphor, tweezers, a hairbrush, a tiny amount of makeup, hairspray, and hair ties. In terms of clothes, I'm bringing way more than Colin because, as I mentioned before, mine is my outfits are just sometimes smaller in terms of space, and so I'm bringing three sports bras, three neutral bras, ten pairs of underwear, five pairs of socks, a pair of jeans, two pairs of leggings, one pair of flowy long pants, two pairs of athletic-type shorts, one pair of denim shorts, one long dress that has shoulders and covers my knees so that I can go into temples, one short dress that's just flowy, one sweatshirt, three to five tank tops, three t-shirts, two nicer style blouses, one long sleeve shirt, a raincoat, a packable down jacket, and two swimsuits. So as I said, it's a lot more than Colin, but just because my stuff is smaller, I was able to bring a few more items. Then, Shoes was also hard. I'm bringing one pair of walking sandals and one pair of cute, like, day-to-day -day sneakers that I believe are Chacos. So we've broken down that list quite a bit from our first list. 
can you explain or describe what the first test pack was like? Oh my god, it was so stressful. <laughs> I remember we had this really long list, which obviously what I just read is still long, but it's significantly shorter than it used to be. We both pulled out all this stuff that we wanted to bring and we initially were thinking that we'd bring both of our laptops and we'd have all kinds of electronics and all kinds of bath products and medicines and whatnot and i think we were able to fit them space-wise but we were way overweight like by a lot i think by almost 10 pounds each so for context uh most of our airlines allow us 22 pounds of carry-on weight combined between your like roller carry-on and your backpack which as you might imagine is not a lot of weight so what was that first test pack experience like for you the first test pack for me was much more painless than yours was i didn't have a lot of the clothes that i have now for the trip so i was just throwing in random t-shirts and random pairs of shorts I wasn't explicitly picking the clothes I was bringing more throwing oh I want to bring five t-shirts so I'm just going to throw five t-shirts in so I think mine was a lot more painless than yours because you were very particular about what you were packing yeah I was picking outfits you were picking shirts if that makes sense is there anything that you wish that we could bring that we're not bringing um I think the 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 mini projector that we got um, as a gift from my from my mom. So ideally, we could have brought the projector for those Airbnbs where we are sharing the the space with the owner, and we might not have a like a private TV. It would have been nice to use. We could have put it on the wall or the ceiling and kind of laid and watch Hulu or or whatever streaming service. But there were a few issues that happened with the projector. The projector was very frustrating to set up there were five or six times we attempted to set up the projector only getting it to work once that with the weight of the projector putting us a little too far over our weight limit we decided not to bring it for me i I know it sounds silly but i really wish we could have brought the switch because i know that we're gonna have a lot of really long flights really long train rides really long time in the airport and it just would have been nice to have something that's just a game something lighthearted to do to occupy our time because obviously you can you can watch tv pretty much anywhere at any time but i just really wish we could have brought that would have been nice but again weight limit so we just bought some tile trackers can you explain what those are for people who might not know what they are? Sure. So I am someone who hates checking my bag because I'm always paranoid that it's going to get lost because that's happened to me too many times, but even once would be too many times, but it's been more than that. But basically we bought these trackers that function sort of like Apple AirTags where we're planning to put them in our carry-ons because obviously we hope that we're able to bring those with us. But the reality is that at some point on our trip, we're either going to have to gate check something or we're going to have to check a bag because of some airline restriction or some circumstance is going to arise that it will just give us peace of mind to have a device that 
allows us to know where our bags are at any point in time. So basically the way that it works is you put the tag inside of the item that you want to track and then there's an app that you download on your phone that will then connect with that tracker and show you its exact location within like 20 feet or something. And so if we make it to a destination and our bags don't, there's not going to be a whole lot of question of where are they. It's going to be look at the app. Oh look, they're still in, I don't know, Singapore or they're actually here and they're just delayed, but we'll be able to know with peace of mind and I think that's worth every penny that we paid for them yeah we've kind of talked about what we are bringing what we haven't talked about is what we aren't bringing what we're putting in storage uh the rest of our lives uh in in a in a box basically can you go into a little bit of detail of the things that we're selling versus what we're keeping pretty much the only things that we're planning to keep are our couch and love seat and like the coffee table that goes with that set and then our bed, meaning our mattress and our box spring. We have sold almost everything else. I mean, we still have a couple of outstanding items as as we're recording this, it's mid-October, but we're really trying to be decisive about, is this worth paying, I don't know, $60 a month to keep in storage for 13 months, or is it better off for us to just sell this? And we kind of did some financial math in terms of, okay, what would it cost us if we decided to sell the couch and then we had to rebuy the couch when we got back from our trip and same deal with the mattress and it just ended up that those particular items were worth enough that it made more sense to pay to store them for a year than it does to sell them and then re- have to rebuy back those items at a much higher profit or much higher expense when we come back. Yeah, for couches and beds they're they're pretty expensive we found some five by ten storage crate storage closets storage unit unit thank you that were there's roughly sixty dollars a month times 13 months is around 780 dollars if i if my math is right couch is worth much more than that and our bed is worth about that. We bought a relatively cheap mattress last time. But those two items would only sell for a hundred, two hundred, maybe three hundred dollars total on Facebook Marketplace. And so that we're saving a lot more money by spending money now. Yeah, it's a weird mindset to be in, but it was a necessary one. So Basically, once we put those few items in storage and we have a few boxes left, hopefully we can fit some in there. But anything beyond that, we either have to put in my parents' storage closet or decide that we're not keeping them. Yeah, we, we've sold or we're going to donate a lot of the stuff that would go in boxes. Um, I don't think we're keeping our like silverware set, and I don't think we're keeping a lot of our plates and our cups and our bowls. We've we last night packed up all of our clothes, most of our clothes, and that's really all we have left to pack is the kitchen, um, and then a couple things here and there. But the kitchen is the last thing we have to pack. Yeah, I'm actually planning on hosting what I'm calling a giving stuff away party with all of our friends here in Phoenix to. Instead of donating stuff straight to Goodwill, basically we're saying, hey, if you want any of this random assortment of items, everything from a plant to a cup 
to uh, popsicle maker holders. Yeah, it's it's all kinds of stuff, and we really wanted to give our friends a chance to look at that before we donated it. So we have talked a lot about what we're packing, what we haven't packed. Um, I want to, for the last ten minutes ish, I want to dive into expectations. Um, our first country that we're going to is Thailand. What are you most excited for for Thailand? Well, a couple of things come to mind. I am really excited to go into a Buddhist temple because I have been to quite a few Christian temples or Catholic temples or Lutheran temples or you get the picture, but I have never been to a temple that is of a religion so different from anything I've ever experienced. From what I understand, like there's no pews and there's a giant statue of the Buddha in most of them. And I think it's going to be really eye-opening seeing how beautiful it is. And, and really how another culture expresses its spirituality. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. And then I'm also incredibly excited for the food, which I think you'll probably echo my sentiments on. But... We both love Thai food, but I also think that the Thai food that we've had so far in our lives is the Americanized version of Thai food, uh, which may be great for me at the moment because it's not very spicy, and I think Thailand's going to kick my butt in terms of uh, level of spice, but I'm really excited to try authentic Thai food. What about you? Uh, I'm, I'm very excited for food. There is this... I, I don't know if it was a reel or a TikTok or, or what it was, but it was laughing at white people when they order in Thai restaurants that we, we basically only get pad Thai. And I love pad Thai. So I'm definitely in that sphere of uh, experience. But I am so, so, so excited for, you know, the, the night market every Sunday in Old Town where we will get to go. And we watched a video um, and I don't remember their names right now, and we're going to have to look it up. But we watched a video of this couple both get a drink, dinner, and a dessert for $5 total, which blew my mind. I'm I'm very excited for the beauty of the temples. Like you said, there's, there's a temple that is, there's just this huge gold block that people, you'll walk around and pray. I I I'm I don't think I'm ready to see the shiny gold like just out in the open because in the United States that's not really a thing and how it how sacred some of the some of these spaces are I'm very excited for that. What are you nervous about? I mean right off the top is the language difference, the language barrier. I am going to struggle when it comes to communicating in a lot of these countries especially the asian countries i can get by when i say get by i i the romantic languages i think i will be able to figure out semi a little bit but these languages like thai and vietnamese i will have no idea what i'm doing so that's the first thing i'm nervous for the second thing i'm nervous for and I, I've I've said this to you before is when we get there, we're there for a month. We do all the things we want to do in a couple of weeks. Well, what do we do the rest of the, that time? I'm nervous for that, but I, I do think we are resourceful and we will find ways to spend our time. And the third thing I'm nervous for specifically for Thailand 
is, and Nurse Stowe kind of talked about it in the last episode, was that food sickness that is going to happen. We are, I am going to eat the the street vendor food. I am taking that chance, and I know it's going to bite me in the butt, but I am nervous for having an upset stomach a lot of the time. What about you? I agree with you about the food because I have a wimpy tummy and it tends to get upset with even the most minor of things. And I do want to make it clear that we're not saying that the food in Thailand specifically is what gets you sick. It's more so just that they have different bacteria than we as you know, people living in Phoenix, Arizona just haven't been exposed to that. Not that it's bad. It's just that our bodies are not used to it. And so if we eat something that has a bunch of that on it, it's going to make us sick, even if the food itself would not make someone living in Thailand sick. So I am also nervous about that. But for me, the thing that I am a little apprehensive about is just the level of culture shock that we are going to experience beyond just the language barrier because don't get me wrong I think it's going to be hard figuring out how to say where's the bathroom and all of that in in Thai and Vietnamese but just it's such a different world because I think a lot of Europe yes there absolutely is going to be culture shock because they do things different ways but like I was reading this book about Thailand where it's like if you point at someone with your foot then that's very rude and you can't touch someone on the top of their head or that's very rude and I just have this feeling that at some point we're going to do something to someone in Thailand that is considered extremely rude and we won't even know we've done it. Are you worried that you're going to touch people on the top of their head? No but if I'm like I don't know if I pat you on the head and someone sees that they're going to go how disrespectful. Even though that's like a normal, affectionate thing to do in the U.S. You do not pat me on the head. Yes, I do. I feel like I do. I don't know. I just feel like we're going to do something at some point that upsets someone that we don't know about. And we won't even have a way to apologize because we don't speak Thai. So I'm hoping that we'll be able to do a lot of smiles and waving and looking nice. Gesturing. Yeah. Is there a particular food that you are most excited for to try in Thailand? Going back to that video where they, uh, you know, spent $5 at the Sunday night market in Old Town or the historic part of the town. I, I don't I think it's Old City. I think that's right. the Old City. Yeah. There was this roll that had a purple sweet potato in it and it looked so good. I, I, I want to find that vendor and I want to find that specific roll and, and try that. For me, I think it's going to be the mango sticky rice because everybody that I know that's been to Thailand says that you have to try the mango sticky rice because it's so good. And I love mangoes and I love rice. And so I feel like that's just going to be a match made in heaven. I would all, I'm also really excited to try khao soy, which is a northern Thai delicacy that I don't think you can find in a lot of parts of the world. And it's a basically a curry noodle soup from what I understand, and we'll we'll have to give you a food review when we get there and we try that. I'm really excited to try that because it's such a unique flavor. So what do you think is going to be the most difficult part about going to Thailand? Well, I don't know if it's specifically about Thailand, but just by nature of the fact that it's our first destination, I think getting acclimated to the fact that we're doing this 
is going to be really difficult because I think we're going to get there and we're going to be really excited and we're going to go do all this fun stuff for the, like the first, I don't know, week or so. And I don't know whether it's going to set in earlier than that or later than that, but at some point I just have this suspicion that we're going to look at each other and go, oh my God, we're really doing this. Oh my God, we can't go home. Like we don't have an apartment to go home to. Oh my God, we don't have a job to go back to right now. And just have this almost overwhelming feeling of what have we done? And don't get me wrong, I'm really excited and I think this feeling is going to pass. I know this feeling is going to pass, but I'm just being honest with myself that I know there's going to be a point where I'm almost a little freaked out by the fact that we're doing this. Yeah, I definitely think that's going to hit. For me, the thing that I think is going to be the most difficult for Thailand and for really kicking off our travel is finding a routine. Um, I think inherently us as human beings, we've talked about this before off the podcast, is we we as human beings really want to find a routine in our day. I don't think we like not having a routine. I think there are some people, I'm speaking in generalities, but there are some people who, who thrive off of no routine. Um, I don't think I'm one of them. Um, so of I us think, are. <laughs> so I think that finding a routine getting in, um, finding the the coffee shop where I'm going to go get tea. I'm not going to get coffee, but go get some type of caffeinated drink. Find the restaurant that we like, like a couple restaurants that we like, and find like those kinds of things where we can find our home away from home, if that makes sense, which will kind of combat what you talked about, but also help us be a little bit more comfortable in the in the country. Definitely. I'm hopeful that by the time that we've been in Thailand, about a month, we'll almost have our our traveling feet under us and we'll have a better idea of what to expect in the next 12 months at that point. So what are you hopeful for in terms of like, what, what are you hopeful that will happen while we're in Thailand? I would love to make friends, obviously, for one. I think it would be so cool to have someone in Thailand that can show us the ropes, can show us the cool spots to eat, can show us the fun spots to go out, like all all of the local stuff that we probably wouldn't just discover on our own, I think would be really cool to have a friend, and I hope we find one. What about you? Yeah, no, I. that's mine as well. I talked about this in the first episode. I really want to go, like I have this grand idea of us making a friend and then like, taking us basically pulling us along for the rest of the month. For me, I think, well, there are a lot of expats in Thailand. I will appreciate that, but I I also kind of want to not go to our comfortable, like have like English-speaking friends that's awesome, or English first language-speaking friends. I think it would be really cool, you know, to, to step out of our comfort zone a little bit and find someone that is truly native to the to the country to if that makes sense definitely so i think this is probably a good spot to end it um i think we're probably gonna have to take a bit of a hiatus in recording the next few episodes because colin is about to go to dallas to be with his family for a little bit before we leave and so we will not be in the same space until right around the time we're about to leave so i think we're gonna probably have a bit of a break and do you think the next time that people are listening to this podcast will be in thailand we'll either be leaving the next day for thailand or in thailand that's a crazy thought 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. We hope you enjoyed hearing everything about from what we're packing to what we're expecting and thinking about for Thailand and the countries beyond. Next time, hopefully we'll be in Thailand and we can tell you all about our first impressions of the country, any travel hiccups, hopefully there are none, and any other stories that we encounter.